0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show.
2: What
3: a day. What a time to be alive. It is March 20th. I believe it's the first day of spring. It is Bobby Orr's 75th birthday. Happy birthday to the greatest hockey player who ever lived and an an awesome guy. Just one of the best guys to ever play professional sports, any sport. Uh, It is the 20th anniversary of the U.S. invasion of Iraq, the disastrous invasion. Uh, Yesterday was the anniversary of shock and awe. Then the troops moved in Uh, a few years later. There were 4,800 dead U.S. servicemen, 270,000 dead Iraqis and $2 trillion down the tubes one of the worst mistakes I think I've ever made in my life. My professional career was supporting that invasion occupation. It was nothing but an absolute disaster, but uh, that could happen again. That is happening again. President G is in Moscow as we speak, meeting with Putin, maybe discussing a ceasefire, which the U S is dead against. We can get to that. Um, it is, it's, uh, the day before, it is uh, Trump arrest Eve. Uh, if you haven't been following the news all weekend, this is big. This is wild. This is going to be just the craziest thing we've seen since Trump came down the escalator uh, eight years ago. Um, he's he's claiming, and I have no reason to doubt it, that he will be arrested tomorrow in New York by their uh, Soros-backed DA, the f- radical bloated... Uh, Alvin Alvin Bragg, Trump hater, uh, who is doing it to uh, placate all the other Trump haters. It's ridiculous. It's unprecedented. It's insane. But hey, it's it's happening, and I think it's uh, um, a big time contrib. It's a big contribution to the Trump twenty twenty four campaign. Trump is uh, going to take advantage of this in every way possible. He's asking his supporters to protest. He didn't say peacefully protest this time or patriotically. He just said protest. I think, I don't think we're going to see widespread protest. I don't think we're going uh, prote- to see violence. I think he, there'll be some supporters. There already are some supporters Feds. in Patton there to, uh, to show their support for the 45th president. But I think we've learned if if there's one thing we've learned since January 6th is you can't mess around with the weaponized uh, institutions of the left. You can't mess around with the uh, Department of Justice or the Manhattan DA for that matter, because they are itching to put Trump supporters in jail. We know how that works. They don't necessarily have to charge them. They don't have to give them bail. It doesn't have to be justified, but they are all set, all ready to lock up uh, Trump supporters, MAGA people. Uh, Trump, over the weekend, as only Trump could, uh, went to Oklahoma to the NCAA Wrestling Championships. I know that's Trump country. I know he probably knew that he'd be surrounded by Trump supporters. But what a strange thing to do on a weekend in March, fly to Oklahoma to watch guys wrestle. And uh, he, I mean, he knew, I guess once he walked in the arena, there'd be plenty of love. They'd be chanting USA and showing their support. But I'm telling you, I'm having trouble finding anybody on the uh, either side, but particularly on the left, people who hate Trump, never Trumpers, Democrats who think this is a good idea. First of all, he doesn't have a good case. Uh, I guess what Bragg and the people surrounding him who were just just virulent Trump haters. That's what you have to keep in mind. These are people motivated by their blind hatred for the evil orange man. And they think it'll be a W just to get him fingerprinted, just to get a mug shot that'll be on page one of every paper around the world. I was thinking about this this morning. Do you think he gets to wear his suit and red tie? Do you think he gets to make his get his makeup on and get his hair combed just right before the mug shot? Will he smile for the mugshot? How is he going to approach this when they take him into custody? And, you know, will he get bail? The whole thing is just so insane. You are doing, they're doing this. Alvin Bragg is doing this in the city where essentially violent crime has been legalized. Alvin Bragg, his, his reign in New York as DA has been uh, a, a, a lawless reign of terror where he is known, best known for reducing felonies, violent felonies. And we have some examples to misdemeanors. He has reduced 52% of felonies to misdemeanors. He did that in 2002. In this case, he's elevating a misdemeanor to a felony. He has to because the uh, misdemeanor charge of, you know, paying hush money to Stormy Daniels is, um, that is the statute of limitations expired. So he has to elevate this to a, um, to a felony and has to claim it is a campaign uh, finance violation. Now, the funniest thing over the weekend is listening to anybody or any Democrat say no one's above the law. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for Joe Biden to say no one's above the law. Now, the, the, the theory, the most popular theory, is it's a distraction. It's a counterpunch because, obviously, Joe Biden is, is in trouble. We learned last week that the, uh, the GOP House, the uh, Oversight Committee, um, James Comer, has got evidence of illicit payments from the Chinese, uh, uh, Chinese energy company, backed by the Chinese Communist Party, to the Biden family, to everybody in the Biden family. It's like, it's like dividing up a pizza at, uh, and movie night at the Bidens. They divided up $3 million, and that's just one payment that Comer has found. He claims he has many, many more. That's one bank, one payment from the Chinese to Rob Walker, the middleman who then distributed to, to uh, Hunter Biden, to Frank Biden, to Jim Biden, to Hallie Biden, and we can just assume, presume that Joe Biden uh, is uh, the big guy getting his cut because uh, there's no way that happens without Joe Biden getting his cut. That's one thing uh, that was there was big news, at least in some circles, last week, notably over the weekend, none of the major networks mentioned it. The sitting president is taking money from the Chinese Communist Party or was taking money in 2017, one month after he left the vice president's office. And the networks don't touch it. And they're okay with that because they can fill every minute of airtime with the Trump arrest. This is raw meat, red meat to these, to these jackals. And they're just devouring it. But when they actually get down to breaking it down legally, technically, there's nobody who thinks Alvin Bragg has a case. <laughs> and there's nobody who thinks it's you know, a good idea to energize Trump's base. Hell, we we you can, we got the examples. I, I mean, I just made a quick list uh, of people who aren't who allegedly allegedly not above the law. How about Hunter Biden? How about Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton um, paid for the Steele dossier, which uh, obviously the media ran with. It was fiction. Um, she uh, said that led to a special counsel that cost thirty million dollars. Dragged the country to it through it for three years, she paid a fine. That was an uh, illegal, uh, you know, political expense or, uh, and and she paid a fine and moved on. She didn't get arrested. She didn't go to jail. How about Barack Obama? And he paid. He had another campaign finance violation. He paid a fine. Quietly moved on. How about Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton gave. Uh, Paula Jones, $850,000 to go away. You remember that one? He was a sitting president. He didn't get arrested. He didn't go to jail. And by the way, that was uh, that was for a sexual assault. Um, uh, Stormy Daniels was a consensual relationship, and I know Trump denies it, which is dumb. He denies. He just paid her out of the goodness of his heart, gave her $130,000. Of course, he had a relationship with her. And, uh, he, and now he calls her horseface, which is, but I mean, go through the list. Uh, James Clapper, uh, John Brennan, Jim Comey. No one's above the law. Do we have uh, Liz, Liz Warren yesterday went on one of the Sunday shows. I think she's on with Jonathan, uh, John Carl. And uh, she actually, Liz Warren actually says you know, the, that no one's above the law. Let's listen.
2: We're just about out of time, but I got to ask you about these comments from Donald Trump uh, calling for protests, saying he's about to be arrested. Are you you concerned about the possibility of violence?
1: Violence is never the right answer, and I always worry about it. But this is another case of Donald Trump just trying to advance the interests of Donald Trump, not of the rest of the nation. Let's be clear about what's going on here
3: no one is above the law, not even the former president of the United States. And if there has been an investigation, and that investigation should be allowed to go forward appropriately, if it's time to bring indictments, then they'll bring indictments. That's how our legal system works. Protests are just There's no reason to protest this. This is
1: the law operating as it should, without oh, yeah. fear or favor for anyone.
3: Listen to that. Oh, God. First of all, Jonathan Carl, typical mainstream media, Democrat shill. We're almost out of time, but I got to ask you, I have to. He doesn't want to, but he has to ask, what about Donald Trump? And she actually says, no one's above the law. This is the, this is the system. Operating as it should. I mean, it's just, that's so wrong. That's so, that's so untrue on so many levels. The Department of Justice investigated this and decided there was no case. Uh, Bragg himself initially looked at it and said he had no case. Two of his Trump-hating attorneys in his office quit in protest because they wanted to go after Trump. That's, that's what all Democrat DAs, live for. They're, they're going after him in Atlanta. They're going after him in D.C. This is just one of the the uh, legal entanglements he's facing. Uh, and yet he decides, uh, whatever it is now, six, uh, seven years later, that now's the time. Now's the time to arrest him. NBC broke the story. Uh, initially, um, let's see on what t- this was uh, on St. Patrick's Day. This was Friday afternoon. Local and state federal law enforcement security agencies are preparing for the possibility that Donald Trump will be indicted as early as next week, according to five senior officials familiar with the preparations. Law enforcement agencies are conducting preliminary security assessments and are discussing potential security plans around the Manhattan Criminal Court in case Trump is charged Uh, in connection with alleged hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. okay, this is the big side story here that uh, Trump supporters are going to get violent. That's what they're hoping for. That's what uh, everybody, Alvin Bragg and Liz Warren and Joe Biden are hoping that uh, it turns into another January 6th. That's part of the motivation. They want to bait Trump supporters into fighting the cops and breaking things it's not going to happen because I know everybody on this side on my side is warning every every protester, every Trump supporter telling them that they're going to be feds. there are feds out there now trying to coax them into a uh, into, into committing crimes, breaking the law, giving them the narrative, giving them the visual that they want. I honestly don't think it's going to happen. I mean there are some dummies out there who support Trump and are enraged but everybody knows what happened to people on after January 6th. Everybody knows the, the Jacob Chansley story. They know people who strolled through the Capitol for a minute are uh, in jail. Some don't even have a court date. It so never got bail. And some, I mean, they know the way they've been treated. They know the unfairness of it all. And they know that's part of the motivation to get them to do it again. So I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to be very disappointed. I think it's going to turn out to be a huge boost to Trump after the raid on Mar-a-Lago, another unprecedented uh, political uh, action taken by the department of justice. After that raid, his numbers went up. He got a big bump in the polls. People knew it was, it was unfair and unjust. They knew he's being pure persecuted. That's going to happen again. Uh, uh, if, if they want it to appear that Trump is a criminal and a adulterer, um, that's fine, but people already know that Trump screwed around on his wife. They don't. They don't love him because of his, uh, you know, his 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 personal behavior. People have accepted that for since you know he for his, for his entire career as a public figure. People knew that he wasn't you know the greatest husband or whatever. Uh, he he no one's surprised that he paid hush money to a stripper. But the idea they have to prove that he only did it. As a uh, uh, to help his campaign, that it wasn't to help his personal reputation, which is absurd. I mean, so you go in there, you have to prove he didn't do it just to to make her go away, just to protect him, uh, you know, from the personal damage it will do. Would do that he was, you know, had a relationship with a stripper and a porn star. I don't even know how how you prove that that if he weren't running for office, he wouldn't care. He wouldn't try to make her go away or silence her if he weren't running for office. That seems impossible to prove, and it probably is. They don't probably think they're going to prove it. They don't care. It's about stopping, hurting, damaging the evil orange man. It's about um, placating the mobs of Democrats that can't stand the sight of him. They know in their hearts that this probably helps him in the polls, that this probably galvanizes his supporters, but they don't care. I honestly believe that they would rather have him run than DeSantis against Biden, but they don't care that this could potentially big, a big boost, be a big boost to his campaign. They want to hurt him. They want to embarrass him and they want to coax, to bait his supporters into committing violence. Um, once people start looking into it though, once they start reading and, you know, understanding the facts, once they read, uh, you know, a, a uh, Jonathan Turley's analysis or Andy McCarthy's analysis—some of these uh, uh, legal analysts—they're uh, going to say this is madness: arresting a former president, which has never happened, and and parading him in front of the cameras. This is madness. These people have lost their minds. And I know there's some—I know most people have already made up their minds about Trump, but there's some people in the middle, some people who are just looking at this and saying it's just unfair. It's just wrong. Um, this is from uh, from uh, just the news. That would be uh, the, the website, just the news. It's talking about the charge, the charges against him. And it says, ordinarily, a charge would be considered a misdemeanor subject to the two year statute of limitations, meaning Alvin Bragg cannot pursue it solely on this basis. Bragg does, however, have the discretion to convert it to a class E felony if he can prove the Trump alleged, quote, intent to defraud involve further criminal intent. Intent to defraud involve further criminal intent to either hide the commission of another crime or to assist in the commission of that crime. So he has to prove that it was a campaign finance violation in order for it to be a felony. And again, they don't pursue campaign vi- finance violations against uh, against any Democrat, unless it's just pay a fine, move on. And put out a press release. We're done here. This is completely different because it is Donald J. Trump. Yeah, this is this is talk about an unlikely supporter. Even Michael Avenatti, even this lowlife who is doing decades in prison for defraud, defrauding uh, Stormy and defrauding a paraplegic and stealing from everybody and buying private jets and and uh, luxury cars. Michael Avenatti tweets. Is this you get to tweet from jail? I mean, is this legit? Michael Avenatti says uh, there are many critical facts and pieces of evidence, texts, emails, etc., relating to the hush money scandal, that have yet to see the light of day. Hmm. So we got more on Trump. No, he writes they will unfortunately be very damaging to the prosecution if Trump stands trial, at this point, you simply can't build a case on the testimony of Cohen, Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels. Michael Cohen's another convicted felon, a liar who did three years in, I believe in prison, lying about not just Trump, about other things. That's your key witness, Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels. Good luck with that. That's why I don't think they have any intention of going to to trial. That's not what it's about. His predecessor, another uh, Democrat hack, Cyrus Vance, looked into this and decided not to pursue it. Nobody thinks there is a case here. Uh, Bragg received over a million dollars from George Soros. His sole intent was to just not, not pursue crime, not fight crime. Uh, there's example after example. Remember the bodega owner they had it on video where the guy was robbing him and he stabbed the guy like in the neck and the back killed him. He ordered him arrested. The guy spent the night in jail, even though it was on video, that he was protecting, that he was stopping an armed criminal. That guy, that's who Alvin Bragg wants to prosecute. That guy, the bodega owner, he, he, he lets criminals go free and prosecutes law-abiding citizens. This is, to me, the best example yet of the quote, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's a quote from uh, Leventi. Levanti Baria, that would be uh, Joseph Stalin's chief of police, a noted, uh, a uh, secret police thug from uh, the old Soviet Union. That's what this is. We got a man. We got to find a crime. They got a man. They want to stop him. They want to stop the evil orange man. Let's find a crime. So they're making this up, saying uh, a personal payment to a former lover is a felony. And in uh, a campaign, violence, fi- campaign finance violation, let's put him in jail. I honestly think Trump right now is looking forward to this. He loves nothing more than the than being uh, a victim and being the guy, as he says, they're not after me, they're after you, I'm in the way. This is a friggin' campaign commercial for Donald Trump is what it is. And even, I mean, you can watch... CNN, MSNBC, ABC, Jonathan Carl, Chuck Todd—none of them thinks this is not political. Everybody agrees it is political. That's what it is, and it gives Trump a chance to to make speeches and, and 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 run with the narrative that they're after me. That it's all political. That these people just can't stand me because I'm exposing them. This is this is him. Versus the deep state, him versus the swamp. And this is the best example yet. You can't, you can't argue with him. I mean, (laughs) the man has a point. Uh, He was going out, going nuts on true social, by the way, other big news over the weekend, Trump returns to Facebook and YouTube. Now this is big because, you know, the campaign has already begun. It's also something else that's motivating the Trump haters. They can't stand the thought of him being allowed to speak freely. They, you know, he was on true social and people would retweet his truths and they they liked the idea of him uh, not being able to get his message out on all the usual platforms. But uh, he's back. He's back. He's on on Facebook. He he even, I think he posted, just said, I'm back. He's back on YouTube and soon to be back on Twitter. I thought over the weekend it was going to be his return to Twitter. It'll be soon enough. He's uh, still making his statements on true social, but, uh, there's, there's going to be a moment and it's going to be big when he gets back on Twitter. And again, I think it's not the greatest thing for his campaign or, or even his defense because he's not good on Twitter. He's not good on true social. There's lots of dumb misspellings and stupid capitalized rants. And he refers to Stormy Daniels in every reference as horseface. Horseface, 76-year-old man calling his uh, former lover Horseface. But uh, we, got, we got him posting on Truth and posting videos, correct, Ironhead? That's correct. This, uh, is this just his rant on, uh, is it Saturday where he went off? He, he essentially, I mean, NBC broke the news and then he uh, essentially confirmed it, that he will be arrested. I think he's the one that said Tuesday is the day. But uh listen to this unhinged Donald Trump. To be honest with you, again, I'm a DeSantis guy. We can get to that. Trump supporters are mad at DeSantis because he hasn't made a statement in support of Trump. And uh two things on that. One, it's still early. He could do it today, tomorrow, whatever. Two, weren't we sitting here like three days ago talking about the Trump team attacking DeSantis for everything? Essentially, they filed a complaint against DeSantis because he hasn't declared yet and he's out uh, in Iowa and campaigning and they think that's a, a, a violation. So they're attacking DeSantis, filing complaints against him, making stuff up about him, you know, shutting down during COVID. And he's supposed to jump the second Trump gets, uh, you know, gets in a little trouble and defend him. I mean, you got to be the bigger man. I guess. And he will. I think today, tomorrow, he will. There'll be some statement, but I don't think uh, he's obligated to throw his support behind a guy who's been lying about him since election day. So sanctimonious is supposed to come to your defense, Donald? Is that, is that what I'm understanding? I know Vivek Vivek Ramaswamy, he was uh, real uh, strong in his support of Trump over the weekend. He's everywhere talking to everyone. And he's calling out DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley because they have not made a statement yet, but it just happened. This is the first, you know, work day, Monday. uh, uh, DeSantis was at the world baseball classic with his son. He has other things to do. He'll get to it, but I don't think it's some great dereliction of his, his position that he's uh, not uh, defending Trump yet.
0: The thing is there's a bunch of Trump people that are just refusing to vote for anyone but Trump. So if, he comes across as a semi ally and has his back. They'll remember that
3: when the polls come if he's not involved. Well, I, I think it's, uh, again, I mean, you said it before we started recording Ironhead's a, a DeSantis guy, but he's turning, he, he's going to support Trump if there is an arrest. Do I have that right? I mean, how can you not?
0: Imagine, but- imagine the mugshot shirts.
3: Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. The mugshots, the quotes. The, I mean, it's just the, uh, I mean, he's going to use it. It's going to be picture that a mugshot of Donald Trump, yeah. former president, perhaps future president. Talk about, you know, page one material. It'll be. And I don't think I don't remember. Have you ever seen a mugshot with a tie? Maybe. But don't you take they take the tie away? <laughs> Isn't that kind of pro, normal protocol? Do you get to wear a sport coat? Do you get to you know fix your hair and look at the camera and make sure you look good because that's important to Trump. But is this is this
0: a, is this a normal thing though? By the way, because they're just like oh yeah, we're arresting him on Tuesday.
3: Isn't those no? Sports? I think uh, I think he. Uh, well, we can listen to Trump. I think he's the one uh, um, that uh, made it clear that it's coming early this week. I don't think Bragg, I got the story here. I don't think Bragg announced the day that it's coming, but this is going to create so much friction and tension in the Democrat party. I mean, the, the idea that the day, that the, we're we're getting more and more evidence of the corruption in this white house. Uh, you know, we got real problems in the, uh, in the banking industry. We got mm. war in Ukraine that the uh, Biden administration is, uh, Obsessed with escalating, we got the Biden administration literally saying we are not interested in a ceasefire. We want more dead, innocent, dead Iraqi uh, Ukrainians. That that's all going on, and this just phew, appears, and it's the greatest distraction of all time. It gives the mainstream media the excuse to ignore the the blatant corruption in the White House. They get to ignore the 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 compromised. Corrupt man in the White House and his dealings with communist China. I mean, that's going to be. I mean, James Comer has said more to come. It's going to be coming fast and furiously and the mainstream media. Going to say, yeah, but, but Trump, Trump, Trump. That's all they care about. Let's listen to Trump uh, posting over the weekend on Truth Social. This is, you know, what do we always say? Good Trump, bad Trump. This is both. That's what this is. This is both. I will say. He has not been supportive enough of the January 6ers. He's said he's going to pardon them, but he hasn't donated money to them. He made a little duet with the National Anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance. And allegedly the money's going to the January 6th uh, political prisoners. But he's never gone to D.C. He's never tried to visit. He's never been particularly vocal. And now he's telling his, prote- his supporters again to get out there and protest. He should be warning them that that's what they want. They're baiting them. There are feds among them. There are feds online encouraging protests. He should be out front of that, protecting his people, not hoping for another Jan six, but that's just Trump. He's uh, he loves the idea of firing up his base, but let's listen to what he had to say over the weekend.
2: These four horrible radical left Democrat investigations of Your all-time favorite president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt in the history of our country. It's gone on forever with Russia, 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 and Ukraine, 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 and the Mueller hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what's going on. They even spied on my campaign. And remember this, with all of the work that they did on Mueller, no collusion. That's what the answer was. It was all no collusion. Whether it's the Mar-a-Lago raid or the unselect committee hoax, the perfect Georgia phone call who was absolutely perfect, or the <laughs> stormy Horseface Daniels extortion plot, they're all sick, and it's fake news. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them, and they know it very strongly. And they're looking at the polls where... Not me, but we are up by so much. They can't even believe it. We won twice, and now we've got to win a third time. They know that we can defeat them. They know that we will defeat them. But they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way, and I always will stand in their way. Thank you very much.
3: Well, he's he's going to use it and it's going to help uh, temporarily at least uh, it's going to, you're going to see a bump in the polls and he's going to post on true social. By the way, is he posting that on Facebook and YouTube now that those videos I can check real quick. Uh, I mean, I, and then, you know, his supporters are going to be rallying around and demanding DeSantis and everybody else come to his defense. It's going to feel like a campaign. Uh, video gonna feel like a campaign event in New York when he gets arraigned. This is from Jonathan Turley. who's a really good legal analyst. He's uh, uh, Professor George Washington. You see him occasionally on uh, on TV, and he writes, uh, and he and he's just he's good. Writes nice, clear, understandable. He writes. Trump faces serious legal threats in the ongoing Mar-a-Lago investigation, but the New York case would be easily dismissed outside of a jurisdiction like New York, where Bragg can count on highly motivated judges and jurors. Although it may be politically popular, the case is legally pathetic. Bragg is is struggling to twist state laws to effectively prosecute a federal case long ago rejected by the Department of Justice against Trump over his payments of hush money to Stormy Daniels. In 2018, uh, Turley wrote, wrote how difficult such a federal case would be under a le- uh, existing election law. Now, six years later, the same th- uh, legal theory may be shoehorned into a state claim. There's nobody who thinks it's a got a good case, who, at least nobody who thinks it's a, a felony, we should be arrested, tried, convicted, jailed, nobody. But bring it on, It's, a, it's you know I'm here for, uh, I like chaos, I like big news, I like uh, historic events, and that's this uh, surely applies to this. And then you're going to have people who are going to go look at all the crimes in New York City where this guy has essentially legalized violent crime. We see the videos, you know, the carjacking, armed robbery. He doesn't pursue any of that, but paying hush money to a stripper, that's a serious uh, felony to Alvin Bragg, this bloated fraud. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to everybody kind of focusing on the injustice of it all, and the uh, and the hypocrisy and double standards of the prosecutors, the Trump-hating prosecutors in this country. But uh, anyway, that's uh, allegedly going to happen tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to it. We got lots more to get to. It's a it's a big day, man, a big big day. I want to get to the latest uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, video because Ironheads on record is supporting Dylan sent leave the guy alone. He's just having fun. He's a freak. I'm sorry. And we got to get to Uh, San Jose goaltender, James Reimer. Is it Reimer or Reimer? Reimer. I always call him. I think it's Reimer. Reimer, James Reimer, no relation to Alex Reimer. I don't think. Uh, And uh, another guy who refused to wear the ribbon, which is upsetting the uh, sports media who are more woke than the news media. They don't like when you don't, Submit and wear the ribbon. We have the most insane Twitter thread from his team, the San Jose Sharks. I believe the last place, San Jose Sharks. Do I have that correct? Last place, San Jose Sharks are going to tell you, you know, all about gender. And uh, we will uh, mark the 20th anniversary of the invasion of Iraq, the disastrous invasion of Ra- Iraq. And, and ask, you know, why does no one have to pay a price for this? Hell, George Bush is, you know, chopping wood, playing golf, painting. And we got, you know, hundreds of thousands of dead. And, and once again, the Uniparty in Washington, the White House, and most of Congress is determined to do it all over again in Ukraine. But first.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat>
3: Wyndham hotels and resorts makes travel possible for all whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers or a place to make summer memories with the whole family no matter who you are where you're going or why with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta days in and super eight your Wyndham is waiting get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. hotels.com restrictions apply visit website for more details. I absolutely love this time of year. The madness is upon us. College basketball is king in March. Time for buzzer beating shots, Cinderella stories, and rivalries with great histories. Make your March a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie.website slash Jerry and use promo code Jerry to receive a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 my bookie madness bracket contest for a chance at big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber all for a shot at a life changing amount of money with so many brands to choose from. You need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like my bookie. Remember, visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Jerry and use promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. All right, if you don't know who James Reimer is, he's a goaltender for the San Jose Sharks. He's played for a bunch of teams. Uh, he's a Canadian guy. Uh, I don't think he's related to Alex. In fact, it's pronounced Reimer. Uh, this is from ESPN on Saturday. Greg Wisnitsky from ESPN. I'm sure he hates Reimer. Everybody at ESPN probably hates his guts today on all those round the horns and PTIs. They'll be they'll be ripping James Reimer. As I point out every time, this is to me the definition of courage in 2023, 2023. Refusing to wear the ribbon, refusing to don the, the rainbow flag on religious grounds on standing. I don't even care that it's, I'll I'll give you, get your statement. He's a religious guy. Doesn't want to wear the rainbow. Doesn't want to celebrate the trans community or the intersex community. (laughs) doesn't want to celebrate anybody's sexuality. Now you are forced to in America today. And if you push back, you become a villain. You become number one on the, on the villain list. And uh, he will replace uh, Provorov in, uh, Provorov of the uh, who's it, the Predators, right? What's, the, what's Provorov? I know he plays for uh, uh, the uh, Flyers. Is uh, that the uh, one? I'm from sorry. No, who's who's because uh, you had uh, the 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 crazy man from uh, Concord as the coach defending him. No, he doesn't play for the. Does he play? Wasn't that the Flyers that that happened with before? Check that for me. We see what team he's on. Anyway, San Jose goaltender James Reimer boycotted the team's warm-up skate before its 4-1 home loss of the Islanders Saturday because his teammates wore jerseys that support the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, my rule is you should have to name what each of those initials stand for before you join the community. I mean, if you say you're not, you're, you're not supporting the gay and lesbian fans, that's one thing, but you're not supporting the trans, queer, intersex, and uh, I forget what the A is. What's the a Asexual? I don't know. Or the plus. Anyway, the Alphabet Mafia is uh, coming down hard on Reimer. More from ESPN. As part of the week-long series of events that the team says continue a long-standing commitment of allyship. With the LGBTQI plus community, San Jose players wore special jerseys for Sharks Pride Night that is designed by Hui Chow, a queer artist from San Jose. The jerseys featuring a pride crest and love wins patch were to be auctioned off after the game. Reimer said the Pride Night jerseys conflict with his Christian beliefs. He did not play in the game uh, Saturday against uh, the Islanders. Quote. For all 13 years of my financial career, I've been a Christian, not just in title, but in how I choose to live my life daily. I have a potential, I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ who died on a cross for my sins and in response asks me to love everyone and to follow him. I have no hate in my heart for anyone, and I've always strived to treat everyone I encounter with respect and kindness. Sounds like an awful guy, doesn't he? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, Ivan Provorov, the Flyers wouldn't wear the. Uh, yeah, John Tortorella, who defended him, supported him, of course. But Provorov, he was enemy number one for a few days because he wouldn't wear the ribbon. And now it's James Reimer, uh, uh, and these teams just go so overboard. We'll get to. The, I want to get to the the thread from these, uh, the, from the team, which is just amazing. If you haven't seen it yet, we'll show you this Twitter thread from the San Jose Sharks. A hockey team, a last place hockey team. Keep that in mind. But first I want to do the media, uh, twitchy twitchy team has a uh, thread of various reactions from media people. The first one is from Lindsay Gibbs. She writes on her, uh, personal, uh, uh, account. She says, hello, I'm a journalist based in Greensboro, North Carolina, whose work primarily centers around that right there is a, uh, this is a stupid expression. You don't center around something. You center on it. Anyway, she says, my work primarily centers around the intersection of sports, gender, and politics. She looks exactly like you'd expect. I'm the founder and author of Power Plays, a newsletter about sexism in sports, and co-host of the feminist sports podcast, Burn It All Down. She tweets under the umbrella of disingenuous bullshit. She's tweeting at Reimer. You can F right off with this statement. If you truly believe the queer community is welcome in hockey, you'd wear the shirt. You do not get to have it both ways. Jesus is not impressed. Imagine that, mocking a guy's religion. Nobody asked you to bleep a dude in the name of occlusion. It's a T-shirt. Oh, sure it is, just a T-shirt. She writes, it's obviously awful that so many hockey players won't wear pride shirts. But what pisses me off even more is when they won't wear pride shirts, but still insist they don't hate the LGBTQ community. Hey, why well, she left out I and A and plus if you don't hate LGBTQ people, wear the shirt It's simple. Don't you love that? Just shut up and submit, shut up and, and they, dribble. They had a bunch more uh, media people who are, uh, um, who are chiming in, uh, uh ripping Rhymer and saying, just wear the shirt. How dare you just wear the shirt. And, and, you know, it takes balls, man. It takes guts. It takes courage to do this, to, uh, uh, to, to ref- the decline, to celebrate, as we've pointed out many times. Um, it used to, it's not tolerance anymore. Acceptance. That's, that's, Long ago, they've already achieved tolerance and acceptance. Now you must celebrate and participate in their, in their community. You can't just say, I, I support you. I, 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 I love everybody. I accept everybody. No, you must celebrate and participate. You must march in their parade. You must wear their shirts. You must shut up and submit. All right, let's get to this Twitter, Fred. From the last place, San Antonio Sharks, who were, I'm sure, very disappointed in their goaltender. By the way, Reimer is going to be a free agent. That makes it even more courageous. This guy knows that so many in the media and some in the front offices around the league are going to hate his guts for doing this. And he did it anyway. And I don't, again, I respect the man's religious beliefs. I don't care that it's on religious grounds. You you can't force someone to celebrate someone else's sexuality, whether it's against their religion or not. If if they just say, I don't want to do it, that's all they should say. This is America. You should be forced to celebrate, you know, the trans community. Maybe you just don't want to do that. You're not celebrating, you know, heterosexuals. You're not celebrating whatever. Religion, if they had Christian night and they were told they had to wear a cross on their jerseys, that they had to bow their heads and pray to our Lord Savior, Jesus Christ, would that be okay too? Would that woman with the, you know, the journalist say, just shut up, it's only a shirt. So what if it has a cross on it? Just wear the shirt. Of course not. Uh, but these, they they demand special privileges, not, not the same privileges as everyone else. That's long ago and far away. Now we must have special pri- privileges, special protection. We are a privileged class. This is from a hockey team, the San Jose Sharks. This is their official Twitter feed. They write, Worldwide gender diversity is seen far differently than that in the Western world, or as you may know it. Or as you may know it. Most of us are familiar with the male, female, and transgender labels. But in other cultures, evidence of a third gender, or even a fourth and fifth gender, is common. Uh, the, what
0: is that? Mooks? <laughs> a muse? I have no idea. Muse,
3: <laughs> As I tweeted, this is the single strangest thing you will ever see from a, uh, uh, on the Twitter feed from a sports team. <laughs> this is from a professional sports team. I just want to see if I get this right. This word right. Uh, this um, this alleged gender out there. Uh, hold on. So, uh, mukes. Does that say
0: mukes? Mukes. I I have no idea how it's supposed to be pronounced. This is
3: again from hockey King. The mukes gender is a respected third gender in Zapatoic cultures in Oaxaca. <laughs> <laughs> What? I'm going to read that again. Picking
0: Mexico is a crazy choice, too, because they're very against like Latinx and all that stuff. There's,
3: there's no this there's is there's no culture where they have a they're just making this up or maybe they got it in some, you know, radical uh, textbook at, uh, at you know, Wesleyan or Olbermann of uh, Oberlin College. There's other than, uh, you know, a faculty lounge, there's no place where they would celebrate the multiple genders. In fact, it's just the opposite around the world. Uh, That's in Matt Walsh's documentary around the world. They look at us as insane They have non-binary genders and third genders and pronouns. That that just, that's a Western world phenomenon. Uh, Anyway, I got it here. The MOOCs, M-U-X-E. The MOOCs gender is a respected third gender in Zapotec cultures in Oaxaca, Mexico that has existed for centuries Guna are those who were born as men, but who identify as women are attracted to men. No, those are gay guys, right? <laughs> Back uh, in the day, n- yeah. <laughs> the Nugi are those who were born as men and are attracted to other men. Again, gay guys. And they have a source from some book, uh, the Nino Puxipipe were honored as a third gender in the North Pigan tribe of of the Blackfoot Confederacy in Northern Montana and Southern Alberta. Roughly translated, it means manly hearted woman. (laughs) And it's defined as a biological female who did not necessarily dress in masculine mode and who was, but was unrestricted by social constraints placed on other women in the Blackfoot society. This is just madness. This is from an NHL team. Those, by the way, are called tomboys. At least they used to be. Your mother wears some army Native boots. In American cultures, the umbrella term to describe a third gender is two-spirit. In South Asia, it's Harajas. In Thailand, it's Kthuis. In Ethiopia, it's time. In Polynesia, it's Fafafin. And many more. Again, this is not a, a hoax. This is not a parody. This is an NHL team. And this is their response to people who uh, defended James Reimer, their goalie, who decided not to wear the ribbon? And this is, I guess, showing their support for the transgender, multigender, non-binary people in the in the hockey community. I love how they want—they think they have lots of fans, and they, I'm sure they have, you know, plenty of gay fans. They have, have a huge following in the trans community. How about into intersex, asexual community? A lot of hockey fans, a lot of NHL fans. These people are insane, insane.
0: But there's no way There's no way the higher ups at in the San Jose Sharks organization were cool with this.
3: I don't, I don't know anything about their front office or their owner, but you're right. It's kind of like the Biden White House. There's 24 year old interns from some private school somewhere who are totally into the whole woke thing. And they think other people think like they do. And they think this is a convincing argument to celebrate the trans and non-general. Non-binary community. This look what they used to do in the ancient tribes in uh, in, in Mexico and Ethiopia. <laughs> Meanwhile, you can see they've been ratioed uh, completely on all of this. They're just being mocked and ridiculed for this nonsense around the world, and they think they you know they live in that bubble. They think that's this is the way people think, and they want they want to support this. But uh, I support James Reimer and any player who says. No, I'm not marching in your parade, folks. Sorry about that. But, I. Right, well, let's get to Dylan Mulvaney because this is, uh, uh, finally, uh, uh, Ironhead opened his eyes. This absolute freaking lunatic, as you know, Dylan Mulvaney was a man, is a man, but was, uh, I guess, claimed to be a man until a year ago. Then he had a uh, 360 days of girlhood. So this guy decided to put on a dress, grow out his hair and call himself a female. And for that, he was celebrated by everybody. He got a sit down audience with Joe Biden, an interview with the president of the United States to talk about trans issues. And Biden said, God bless you. And uh, he made, he's made a fortune endorsing beauty products and other things for, you know, female booty products and, he was celebrated at the Kennedy Center in D.C. the other day. A whole crowd audience showed up, sold tickets. Talk about his transition. And obviously he is uh, not well. He is not a very stable man. So, but some people obviously, they're uh, intimidated by the mob and they said, oh, why, why does he bother you? Why does she bother you? Um, you know, he's just trying to live his life. Um, he's not grooming children. He's not after your kids. So this video appears and we, uh, did we play the Price is Right one the other day? The Price is Right. I don't believe so. Two years ago, he was a man or, you know, he was a gay guy, a flamboyant gay guy. And he was jumping all over the stage. And it was kind of funny. He acts no differently as a woman, as he he did as a man. But again, if you say, just live your life, accept you and uh, like everyone else. That's not good enough. This guy does want to uh, influence children. And if you didn't believe it before, check out the latest video to appear. This again is a 26-year-old man. Watch the video. Did he post this on his own You know, journey? He has 10.8 million followers on TikTok. 10 million people watch this lunatic, post these videos. And here's the latest. Watch this.
0: I am six. I'm a city child. I live at the Plaza Hotel, which is huge and wonderful and trace elegant, especially at Christmas time.
3: That is a 26 year old man. You still think he's not after the kids, Ironhead? <sighs> until he, until he's like directly reaching out, like
0: that other weirdo who's like, "Hey, kids, your parents suck." I can't yeah. crush this guy, but yeah, that's weird to me. I don't know.
3: A little weird, a little weird. All right. Uh, and, and you know, he's, he's going to keep going, man. He's loving it. He's making a fortune. He's a star. He had, he had drew Barrymore on her knees in front of him. Shout out. Uh, We're celebrating the fact uh, that a man is pretending to be a woman and now pretending to be a little girl, that guy, he's got issues. And, uh, some woman, you know, when he wins woman of the year, sits down with the president, that means a, a real woman didn't. Celebrating womanhood by a man. Got it. Got it. Again, these are people, you know, they're erasing womanhood. Just like Leah Thomas and the rest of the bullies are out there beating up on the girls in the pool or on the, in the field. They're just trying to erase womanhood. It's the, it's anyway, the strangest
0: me, thing because people are always talking about like cultural appropriation and all that stuff right. when this
3: is legitimately trying there to take a, over. There was, there was a video over the weekend. I don't have it here, but there's five uh, trans black men pretending to be women uh, uh, railing against appropriate cultural appropriation. <laughs> people, people who are appropriating black culture yeah. or Hispanic culture. They were black men pretending to be women bemoaning people who appropriate culture seriously uh anyway we got to move here let's uh man let's do Shay, and then i will uh say uh, uh we'll uh, mark the anniversary big anniversary 20th anniversary today well it's the dead of winter but that doesn't slow down Shea concrete they got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home if you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase shea has great values With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to Shayconcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I, one of my great regrets will always be supporting the invasion of Iraq. a year, ago, 20 years ago, yesterday, was shock and awe. Where we just bombed the crap out of them and then invaded and uh, claimed they had weapons of mass destruction. We found none. Ended up killing hundreds of thousands of civilians, killing 4,800 U.S. soldiers and Marines and maiming countless others. It was a disaster at every level. Cost over $2 trillion dollars. It was a mistake. I will never, ever do that again. I will never support, I'll never believe these people, even though they want to do it all over again. Uh, today, Xi Jinping is in Moscow. We're waiting to see if, um, after he sits down with Putin, if he comes up with a concrete proposal for a ceasefire. The U.S. will resist that at in every possible way, which is sickening. We should welcome it. We should hope for it. We should end this. There should be a peace treaty. There should be negotiations. Hundreds of thousands of people are dead in a year in Iraq, in Ukraine, including many, many civilians. Wounded, legs blown off, eyes blown. And the U.S. is steadfast in making sure innocent people continue to die. They should say, let's do this. Let's settle this. Let's get this over with. Instead, we're determined. Do we have time to play quick Kirby cut? Because this is today, John Kirby, who, by the way, is like the backup spokesman for the White House when, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre takes a day off. He's like a thousand times smarter than she is and better at this. He's an admiral. He's smart. He's, you know, a liar, but he's so much better at this job. They march him out there when big stuff is happening and he doesn't spend any time talking about, you know, diversity and equity. Um, But he spoke to CNN and just said, if there's a piece proposal coming out of this meeting, we're dead set against it. That's it, that's all, go ahead. No, we've, we've been
1: very, very uh, public about any concerns uh, about some sort of a ceasefire announcement right now. We all wanna see peace, we all wanna see this war end. It could end today if Mr. Putin did the right thing, but a ceasefire called right now would basically just ratify Russia's conquest and give Mr. Putin more time to re-equip and uh, retrain and, uh, and restart operations at a time and a place of his choosing.
2: So if they call for a ceasefire, you believe Ukraine should and will reject that?
1: Yes, we do. And we would uh, reject it as well. We think that that's an unacceptable outcome right now. Uh, Obviously, we want the fighting to stop. We want the war to be over. And as I said, it could end today if Mr. Putin would do the right thing. But to call for a ceasefire right now basically ratifies what they've been able to grab inside Ukraine and gives them time and space uh, to prepare for future operations. And that's just not going to be acceptable.
3: I could say, remember that, remember that. It's a little over a year. They're talking about peace, settling this, ceasefire, and the U.S. says, nope, dead set against it. Keep. Let's keep on killing. Let's keep on, I mean, insane. that's how war works. I mean, you don't say ceasefire because it'll give them chance. I mean, if Russia is winning, if Russia is bigger and stronger, more deadly than Ukraine, a ceasefire means you save Ukrainian lives. But Biden doesn't care. Joe Biden does not give a damn about Ukrainian lives or kids or women or innocent people. He doesn't care. It's about you know winning. It's about keeping this war going. And if, boy, is Biden going to be humiliated if today Xi and Putin appear together with a proposal to end the killing and Biden says, oh, no, we're going to keep on going. It's, you know, but... You know, I guess the media will be focused on Trump, so it won't matter. But anyway, we gotta leave it there. Once again, happy birthday to Bobby Orr, Just the greatest guy in the world, the greatest hockey player ever. And uh seventy-five, man. You know why it makes me feel old? Because he looks better than I do. You know, he looks he looks better than most sixty year olds or even fifty year olds out there. He does look great. He is amazing. He is, and he's just such an awesome guy. But anyway, we will leave it there for today. It's going to be wild arrest day tomorrow. You know what? I'm going to be, if this doesn't happen, it's going to be disappointing. I want it to happen. (laughs) I want it to blow up in Alvin Bragg's face and blow up in the Democrats face, but I want it to happen. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow.
0: Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Or am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not.
2: Take- like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.